0: Powerful at Work Radio, episode 14. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. David Munford joined us on this powerful episode where he shares his experience as an overcomer in life and encourager of life habits and hang-ups. He believes everyone can turn things around, no matter how tough it may seem. He speaks openly about how he overcame his addictions, which included pornography, drinking, smoking cigarettes, depression, and many other forms of sexual addiction. David especially values the support of his family and the love they gave him when he decided it was time to turn things around. David's dream as an overcomer for the past 10 years is to help people by sharing his story with people all over the world. David, welcome to the show. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you. You came in uh, committed, nice and late.
1: It may be late for some people, but this is kind of like my my therapy session or my my hobby. This is, I love doing it.
0: Let's actually talk about that because you have a full-time job. And how long ago right. was it that you discovered that you wanted to try podcasting and and do this great thing for people.
1: The whole journey started April seventh when I was off work for eight weeks when I took a temporary layoff, and uh, for my job because I worked um, I work in the automotive industry and we just I wasn't making any money at the time and took a voluntary layoff. Tried to bring me back a couple times, but it just didn't w- really work out till June seventh. that mm. I was able to go back to work. So during that time, I I jumped on. Um, LinkedIn lives with Gabriel lil I was on, I kind of followed Russ Johns. I followed Brian Shulman. I, I, I followed all these people kind of just, just interacting with them a lot. And then the whole pot, how it started my podcast is I was on with Michelle Mars. And she told me, she's like, after we got done talking and we recorded, she's like, you need to start your own podcast. I was like, Okay, I don't know even know how to do it. She's like, just do it. <laughs> I was like, well, I I don't know how to do it, so I'm kind of like, ah, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I was talking to somebody else I follow on LinkedIn, and they 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 again said you need to start your own podcast. I was like, well, how do I do it? You're <laughs> the second person that said I need to start it. They're like, use the Anchor app. It's free. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You just get on there, record, and if you don't want to edit, you don't even have to edit. And you just publish it and go with it. So I learned Anchor app and I started it. And just this past weekend, I uh, recorded my 20th episode. And by the end of the month, I've got six more episodes to record. And it's people that are just, that, that's heard about it, seen me on LinkedIn. And they're like, we want to be on your podcast. How can we be on your podcast? I, and That's
0: that's awesome. So between you started with LinkedIn Live first and then you got yes. your podcast and I, I agree. Anchor app is a lifesaver. I use it, too. And, and so, you know, no fear, right? You have the solution. You have no excuse. Just jump right in. Talk to you me about about the nerves of of doing something that is at actually exciting at the same time and how taking action ended up leading you into this very fun adventure. <sighs>
1: I knew I had a story and Mm -hmm. what got, what got me started in the whole thing is I don't have LinkedIn live yet, but I've jumped on, I jumped on some LinkedIn lives and I was like, and I, I knew I wanted to share my story with people and I wanted to encourage other people that no matter where you're at, no matter where you've been in life, because I had a very, for five years, I had a very dark past. And, um, no matter where you're at, you can come back and you, you can be successful. It's just, Absolutely. you've got to, you just got to realize you, you've got to, you can come back. You don't have yes. to stay yes. down. You don't have to stay in a dark spot or you don't have to stay pushed down. It's, you just got to, it's kind of like learning to walk in. I've had to, in the last 10 years, everything that I've thought I knew before, I've had to relearn pretty much everything about my whole life and about what I had.
0: That's, a, that's an amazing message because you're talking about, regardless of how deep you are, you know, how dark it is, you don't have to wait to turn it around. You know, no. if you're in the depth of darkness, by all means, turn it around. Obviously, th- your message is very strong. You can, it doesn't matter how deep you are, you can turn it around and there yeah. is a way to get out. Uh, yeah, but fair. for those that maybe aren't even as far down as they could be, Don't wait till you get there. (laughs) Turn around now. (laughs) Maybe as you hear this, this is a message of like if you've been straying away, this is your message. Turn it around now, and let's talk about that. Because before I hit record, I was just sharing with you, hey, you're like the same guy at work as you are at home, but that wasn't always the case. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: It's not. um, Growing up, I grew up in a very strong Christian home. I mean, I I went to church all the time. I mean, that's what I that's what I thought I was right. I mean, that's what I did. I mean, every Sunday, every Wednesday night, every Sunday night, we went to church. That was just mm-hmm. our family, my family atmosphere and what I did. And then in 2001, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. I had the opportunity to stay in Atlanta and had some potential jobs there. And then, but I felt like I was supposed to come back to Cleveland, Tennessee And I was like, okay, I'm not very happy about having to go back and I don't want to go back because I'm away from here, but I came back. So when I came back, I tried to do everything like I'd done before, go back to church, tried to, but just something wasn't quite right. My attitude wasn't the greatest. And then 2005, um, I moved in with a female that I had no intention of marrying and that's, she said, hey, you can move in with me. But the roommate I had was having to move out, uh, move out, and move back in with his parents for some health reasons. So I moved in with her. And when I and my dad found out about a week or two before we actually I moved in with her that I was I've been sleeping with a female. He got he was very upset and said, you know, this isn't right. We don't believe in this. I'm like, well, I'm 25. I can do what I want. And that started my, that started my dark period where I totally, uh, did not even talk to my parents for five years. And I wow. lived in the same town. I did not step back in church for five years. I, uh, st- I still, worked a job, still kept a full-time job. But by the time, um, uh, when I would get home from work or on days off, I would, I would have a beer in my hand. Or if mm. we, and living in the same town, if we went out to eat with her parents, I didn't care who saw me. I had a beer in my hand. Mm-hmm. I totally and I totally went the wrong went the opposite way. And during that time I now looking back on it, I was an alcoholic because I I never not did not have alcohol in my hand. Um, got involved in pornography very strong, deep and very dark and in, in deep into pornography. And any form of sexual addiction, smoked cigarettes for five years, but knew I could always stop that. That was not, a, that was never a thing of, I won't be able to stop. Went to clubs, went to strip clubs, did everything, everything wrong that I knew. And then in 2010, um, she asked me to move out and move back. And so I had to call them. I said that night, I said, can I, can I stay here tonight? And then by the time you get home tomorrow, I'll be gone. hmm and she's like, "Yes, that's fine. You can stay. You can stay here tonight." So I called my parents at age thirty and said, "Can I move back home?" And it's only by the grace of God that I had loving and loving parents, and parents that accepted, would allow me to come back home, and and showed leadership, allowed me to come back home. That I was able to move back home in 2010 and live with my parents until. 2016, when I got married and those six years that I lived with my parents, I had, I really relearned everything, Every, mm-hmm. everything about my whole life. i learned everything about going to church, learned everything about pretty much had to relearn my whole life.
0: Would and you say that you were a different person the second time around?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I do not regret one bit what I did for those five years and where I've been because it has taught me so much about myself and how much when you put your mind to do something what you can do Mm -hmm. and and how much you can come back and how much how successful you can be once you put your mind to it and think okay I was down and it keeps me from going back there it keeps me from going back to the dark the dark places or because I don't want to I don't want to do that again or if I know if I did that it would be a much darker place this time. And I probably wouldn't be able to come back.
0: What would you say about the time when you started slipping? I'll, I'll call it that. And, you know, Because in reality, this the second time around, um, you, we, what I hear you describing is growing up, it was kind of the, the life that you had to live and mm-hmm. the, the things that you had to do. And you kind of just met the expectations that were set by other people. And you did those things. And at some point you started slipping away from the things that were expected of you and probably not the best choices, but at some point you have to own those choices. And for you, it sounds like you continue to own your choices all the way up until the rehab portion uh, where you turned it all around and and got back on the right path. But tell me about the new person now, once you decided to make the right choices.
1: Oh my gosh. The, the person I am today is I, it kind of blows my mind of who I am today because I'm like, who am I? Like where, where did, where did this person go? Where did this person come from? Because I never, I always um, struggled with self-worth issues growing up, Mm -hmm. but now that I realize I'm just as capable as anybody else, that I'm just as loved as anybody else because I kind of kind of compared myself to my sister because my sister growing up she was always a straight A student in school she got her four year uh, her four year degree by the time she was like 24 or 25 and she got married before me she i mean I but once i stopped comparing myself to, to everybody else and think and thought okay I who i am nobody else is like me i'm just as capable of anybody else oh my gosh i'm just as successful as anybody else and I love who
0: I am. That's a big realization.
1: That's, that's really huge.
0: Is. And I think a lot of people, I mean, maybe they don't share your same exact story as far as, you know, deviating away from what you know is right. But in, in their own way, they're, they've they deviated from the person they probably really are. Yeah. And yeah. for you, you're talking about this new creation, this new this new person that you are. As somebody that you would have never even tried to aspire to because you just didn't even see it for yourself
1: No, I never would have I never would have thought I could have been through this. And even through the in, even through this pandemic, me and my wife were always we, we wanted to buy a house we're like okay we would love that to buy a house because we've had to we've rented for so long and right in literally in the smack dab of the craziness of the pandemic a house came available in the neighborhood that a house never comes available in wow.
0: that we were
1: that we were able to purchase and it's right in the exact location of where we want to be because we're about two minutes from my from my parents we're two minutes from my sister and it's in one of the best best school best school districts we want to be in it's everything exactly what we wanted and if we would if we would have if we would not have waited and just said, okay, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're just trusting God. We're just going to keep everything. This never would have happened. And the house is when we tell people where we live, they're like, oh my gosh, how did you get that house? How did you get in that neighborhood? And it's because we, we just kept doing what we were doing.
0: You're in alignment. You've learned to be in alignment, and I think for yes. you, if I'm hearing correctly, you know, once you've been down in the deep, you know, side of bad, uh, yeah. you don't ever want to do anything to get back there. <laughs> no, no. So um, no. I love, I love your your sensitivity to to being in on the right. Path for you, right? You know, you're yes. not trying to be somebody else. You and your wife sounds yeah. like you have a very common ground in terms of your values, and you know, oh, you know, you, you you yeah. have the right perspective and, and worldview, or yeah. matching anyway. Uh, but right. but at some point, you had to do the deep work, and and it sounds like that was several years worth of deep work. And and I think a lot oh, of people God. are intimidated by that. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Oh yeah, um, the deep work is never. Even going on like the recovery, kind of coming back on the recovery of learning, all that. Me and my wife are both involved in a Christ-centered recovery group called Celebrate Recovery. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me realize my like, being able to do something like this, being able to do a podcast, being able to jump on a LinkedIn Live and sharing my story or talking openly. I never would have done this if it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been wouldn't have been for that recovery program because it's taught me I'm just I can do this I mm-hmm. don't have to be shy I don't right. somebody needs to hear it uh it may it may only hit one person but that one person may need to have heard what my story or what I need to say yeah. and it, it it keeps me that's all I, even my podcast I may not have that many viewers or I may not have that many followers but if I can hit one person If I, if my story can, if something I can say, hits one person, that's all that matters to me. I'm not, I'm not in it for the, like the 50,000 followers or the 50,000 like episodes. I don't care about that. I just want to, I just want people to realize, Hey, even though you're down or you may, like we've said, you may feel like you're about to get that way. Then turn around and come back. Don't, don't keep going down the path that's That could lead to deeper destruction or or that could mess up your life completely because there's been times where i could have really screwed up but it's i i I turned it around i stopped before i really messed up
0: would you say that when when uh you were in that episode or that season of life where you were straying away. What was self-deception like once you got on the other side of it? Like what what threw you over? Because I think a lot of the times when we're straying, we talk ourselves, we do this mind game of like, no, it's okay, or it's our mind patterns that really keep it us is, yeah. buried, right? So it is. so what triggered that change that other than moving in with your family, right? But what 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 caused you to 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 kind of lose that deception?
1: I knew right before I had to move back in with my parents in 2010, about two to three years prior to that, I knew kind of in my gut something wasn't right, but I'm like, ah, it's okay. And it, things aren't as bad as it really is. Or I, I didn't listen to my gut. And I was like, eh, it's all right. It's all, right. it's okay. It's okay. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Things will work it out." But after a party, uh, we had the house for one of her friends going uh, moving, that was about to move to California. I asked her what was wrong. She said, "Well, I'll never get to see uh, get to see him again." I was like, "Well, we'll go to California. We'll go. We'll go visit him." Because I was thinking everything. Well, we'll just be together. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Well, there's." something else too and when she said that I that was like the I don't know how do, how do you want to say the the mic drop or the punch to the gut where I knew what she was going to say I felt two years prior to it and she said I've been unhappy for two years because I've always lived with somebody I've always been with somebody I've never lived alone mm. and you need to move out and I was like that was kind of like the that was the nail in the coffin I was like I saw that three years ago why didn't I
0: yeah
1: (laughs) why why (laughs) didn't I just go ahead and stop then and 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 go ahead and move on out then why why did I keep going which I don't regret it I mean I wouldn't have had the story I do now but I don't I don't regret what I did I mean there's never there's never been a moment of regret because people have asked me
0: because your life isn't isn't a waste, right? Your life, your life isn't a waste. There's something about precious about life that uh, you're always going to bring value where you go, provided that you're in alignment like you are now. And, and I think if you had to do it over again, you know, maybe you would skip some of the pain. Right. But, but now that, but now that you went through it, you know, and you're and you were at a place where you're not shy about saying there are other people who might benefit from this, and I'm not gonna keep this to myself. And I think no. many people do keep quiet. And yeah, and yeah. how did you how did you overcome the the fear that some people might have of of just taking a leap of faith and trying something? There maybe some people are feeling a tug in in their inside in their spirit, and they're feeling like, I need to be doing something and I've known for two years. H- how do you overcome that?
1: Well, what took me is when I had, when I moved back in with my parents in 2010, I went through say, I went through depression for about a year and a half to two years. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, my dad looked at me while I was living in his house. And when I moved in with him, they said, well, if you're going to be living here, you have to live by our rules again. I'm like, fine. And they're mm-hmm. like, you'll have to pay rent. Fine. Whatever. Fine. And then he and then one day um, while I was going in through depression and not talk to him or I would come home, I go to work then I come home, go in my room, shut the door, not even talk to him, not even talk to him while I was in the house. My dad looked at me and said, OK, he had been involved in Celebrate Recovery. He said, if you're going to live in our house and if you're good, because my dad, my dad is a as a chaplain. at mm. At a hospital and a hospice chaplain. So my dad's done this for 30 years and he's seen people in the same area that I've been in. He said, if you're going to live in this house, you're going to get help. And I want you to come to celebrate recovery with me. You need help. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go. And I really give it to my parents because my parents have, my parents finally brought me back around to gave me the tough love and helped me realize that i needed to get help they've been my cheerleaders and for the last 10 years really
0: yeah well your whole life
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but i I thought my parents i thought my parents were controlling and that's one thing that pushed me away is because i thought my parents were controlling
0: Mm. and i
1: didn't realize that they weren't controlling me they were trying to love me but i was Mm. taking it as controlling
0: Mm, that's a big distinction it and, is. and and I think a lot of the times parents parents just want to be able to they see the hazards ahead and they think okay you might want to avoid this one but we we think we know better <laughs> so we do yep. our way.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. So,
0: but I'm glad that that got restored too, and, and that it, you oh did get in a position where you were willing to accept the advice. And, you know, there's probably people here that listening that might be thinking, maybe it's time for me too. And maybe there's people in their life that have told them and maybe they weren't in a place where they were ready to listen, but maybe it's time to pick up the phone and call that person and say, Hey, I'm ready.
1: Yep. And that's what it was for me when I, when I called, I didn't hesitate one minute when I had to call my parents that, that night and said, can I move back home? Because I knew I couldn't go anywhere else. I knew there was nobody else I could call. And I would have been homeless if, if I wouldn't have called them. And I called them and they said, Yeah, you can come back home. No problem. Wow. My and my dad my daddy my dad even said, I'll come help you move out and he ke- he came and helped me move out.
0: And so because of that you you took the path of the deep work. You you did the work. You went through the pro- the program and you uh-huh. continue to to now reach out to others which is I believe part of that healing is you know you're never going oh, you, no, you want to help others. But you also professionally are in a really good place. Like you're in alignment uh, uh, at home, you're in alignment uh, at, yes. back at work. You you went back and you did some bouncing around, but where you are currently You've revamped that division and you're in a really good place with your boss where he's seeing the leadership qualities and the work that you're putting in and you're valued. Oh yeah. yeah. He
1: actually, we actually had a meeting this evening and I was just going to talk to him because I, since I was, when I was off work, I kind of did, I got on some podcasts for the automotive industry because I'm like, well, if I'm going to be off work and I know they're going to bring me back because they said they would, they were just trying to find the right time to bring me back. I'm like, well, how can I better myself for my job Mm. when I'm there and how can I be more of a leader or how can I, what can I learn while I'm sitting at home? And the meeting I had today with him, I've got an idea that I, I shared a little bit with him. I said, but after first year, can we sit down again and talk about some ideas I have for our dealership and for my job? to help me get more customers or reach out to my customers on a more, more personal level. And he was like, yeah. He said, anything you want, we'll make it. He said, I'll make it happen. He said, anything you need. And when I told him today, I told him some other things today that I've been doing since I've been back in that position. He was like, I, I cannot believe I took you out of that position because he said, that's exactly where I needed you. He said, I needed somebody like you in this position he said anytime you want to sit down and kind of he said anytime you want to have an end of the day meeting with me we'll make this happen he said if you want to do it every week if you want to do it every once a month he said let's sit down let's sit down and talk about where you're at and what we can do to help what i can do to help you become more successful at your job i'm like okay
0: that's awesome because he's given you, he's empowered you to be who you are. He's already mm-hmm. seen what you're bringing to the table and he's totally giving you free a green light to, to be creative. And oh yeah, I think a lot of people struggle to find that perfect fit. but like for you, it, it was it was inevitable that you would end up there just because that's when you're there, it's clear because the results are there. Yeah, and exactly. You're the first person people see and when you don't have clients you don't have a business. So that's a critical role and you're one of those yeah. pinch hitters that throw you in the game. You attract people because you're so good with people, you care right. and and you're having conversations and that quality service starts with you. So yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I think for anyone listening that doesn't understand their value themselves and are still struggling in any aspect of life the message that you have is number one, it's never too late. You can turn it around. And number mm-hmm. two, the person that you're going to become, you may not even understand the, the the greatness that is inside of you until you go on that path and that journey. Oh gosh, yeah. And it's yeah. worth it.
1: Oh, it is. It is so worth it. I mean, I wouldn't, everything I've done, I've, everything I've been through in life, every I, I couldn't be happier because I'm like, look what I do have. And when people find out where I've been they're like wow that is that's mind-blowing that you're able to do it and when people come on my my podcast when they get done when they get done talking they're like thank you for letting me come on and share thank you for letting me do this see that's all I want that's I mean I just want to be I want to be that person for somebody that may not have that person
0: that's I and as as we wrap up with your final thoughts here because you' you're talking about this great joy that you feel number one how do we get a hold of you and then tell us about this podcast of yours
1: the best way to get a hold of me is linkedin that's the safest platform for me okay um i may eventually adventure facebook again with on my wife's account because there's some people that there's some groups I want to be involved with, but I'm I'm still kind of leery about Facebook with some things from the past. And right,
0: right. I'm right. being other, safe. Yeah.
1: I'm being very safe. And then, so the best way is LinkedIn. You look for the guy with the red glasses. Everybody knows who <laughs> guy I like guy that. with the red glasses. Um, and then the podcast. The podcast is Seeing Red with David Munford, and um, that is just. At first when I first started, it was gonna be like encouragement and coffee with David. And then um somebody on the automotive industry saw me with the red glasses and they're like, Do you wear red glasses all the time? I'm like, Yeah, I really do. They're like, Your branding needs to be seen red with David. Wow. And I was like, Okay, and they actually they actually created the logo for me
0: and wow. didn't charge
1: me, did not charge me one bit for the logo. And so that's what, and then I looked up what red, what the color red means. And Mm -hmm. the color red is everything I want in life because it's encouragement, it's love, it's hard work, it's having fun. It, that's, that's who I am. That's Mm -hmm. the color red just says who I am. It's authenticity. It's, that's who I am in life. Mm -hmm. And so, and at work, outside of work, that's who I am. So
0: no, that, that's a, a beautiful thing because number one, it's one of your clients that totally did this for you. Like yeah. you were in the right spot and like God made a way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A, it, a, person, a person that would like help you package your business together. So the right yeah. people will be in your space when the time comes and you're ready to take it, that step. And so- it, and the take on seeing red, I had never considered because you're talking about red as encouragement and opportunity. You think seeing red, you think like, oh, somebody's angry, but that's not at all the deeper meaning. No. And I think it, it speaks to the the story of who you are today. So I, I it, love that really you named does. it. It's perfect. Well, I really appreciate you bringing this conversation to our podcast and encouraging our listeners. And, and I hope yeah. for anybody listening that wants to hear more of this transformation, by all means, go in and find David, and his podcast and, and support yeah. him.
1: And it's on, it's on about every streaming platform that you, you could think of.
0: Awesome. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.